episode 17. The Rojo Show. Friday, August 21st. How's everybody doing? Everybody's good? Let me turn myself in. Let me turn myself down in the headphone. Because I really like to hear more of my voice personally. Turn that up. I'll turn that up and turn that down is what I what I want that's what I want to do. Yep. Okay. Check, check, check. Yeah. Episode 17, the Rojo show. And I am uh I'm off a Raspberita. A Raspberita and a couple bowl hits. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not super high. I'm not super low. Um <laughs> Today I'm doing the show so I can earn a nap. As soon as I'm done with you guys, I'm gonna go lay down, watch some TED talks, get my uh, get my business acumen up, or just hear some good stories. TED talks are cool. If you don't know what TED talks are, it's just uh, successful people talking about how they became successful, um, talking about philosophies of how to become sex successful. Six, Successful Successful There we go (laughs) Maybe I should have waited Until after the nap (laughs) I've also had a couple shots of tequila Thanks to party girl mom Party girl mom She's The name is growing on her At first she was very uh, She rejected it But the the name is definitely growing on her and and this i am definitely affected by my activities thus far so i need to turn myself down because i am going to inadvertently speak loudly um throughout this podcast <laughs> got to loosen up my lips so i can get them to work correctly um couple topics today i mean more than a couple obviously more than two don't be a jerk Gonna go through them. Not gonna lie, this podcast might be just an hour. Just an hour. Um, I think a new rule I'm gonna start going by is only I'm gonna post the second, the next podcast when the first one gets to 20 hits. Cause this is the third day that episode 16 has been posted, and it's only got 21 plays. I really don't stress about plays. Like I do this for I do this for the people that listen and the people that look forward to it. And I, I want people to genuinely I want the number of people who genuinely like it and look forward to it to grow. I don't want people to just, you know, the one time listeners are cool. And I hope that if you listen to one, you'll be hooked. You know, I, that's what I would like to think. That's why I, I try to keep them fresh and funky and unique. But um, yeah, man. I think I'm going to start posting the next episode when the last episode reaches 20 hits, but 20 really isn't a lot. I think I'm just, I think I'm just reacting to the number that I have here. Um, and while I'm doing, while I'm looking at stats, I guess I should just go ahead and just like start shouting people out. So, okay. So as a podcaster, I've, I don't want to say I've built relationships with, but the two podcasts that I have, uh, uh, three, four, four. 
the four podcasts or podcast entities that I've really like connected with and built with. And that I, I feel like I would like fuck with if I was like in a city is, um, so everything at ABL, everything at arts, beats and lyrics, which is out of, um, Atlanta. Shouts out to my boy Jabari. Um, I F's with the great debaters or the, the great debate. Shit. This is embarrassing. Hold on. Debaters by nature. That's what they're called. Debaters by nature. I don't, I'm not sure where they're out of. They may be out of uh, Atlanta as well. Um, this cat on SoundCloud that I fucks with is um, Oak Drive. And he's got his isn't necessarily a podcast like people talking. His is more like converse, like interesting conversations, which is an ill ass, um, an ill ass concept and an ill ass idea as well. And then I just started fucking with these cats out of Baltimore, uh, EMA radio, um, EMA underscore radio. Y'all check them out. They talk about rap shit. They talk about black shit. They talk about cool shit. Um, it's three of them. I think cool niggas. Um, one of them was just in Chicago. I hate that we connected after the fact, but, um, if I'm ever in B more, if they ever in Chicago again, we should link up and do like a guest show or whatever. But yeah, um, I'm not saying, you know, don't, these are podcasts to add to your repertoire. These are not ones to, uh, <laughs> in any way replace this one. Cause Rojo's got that real shit. And, um, yeah, we need to get some, I'm, I'm working on getting some guests on this bitch. Um, you all know some of the people that I'm trying to get on and some of the people I'm trying to get on are listening right now. Just know, uh, it's coming pause. So I got some, um, some topics today. Um, some that I feel really happy about some that I don't, um, I'm not, I guess I'll give a roadmap real quick. I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to get into a couple things that have kind of passed. Like I want to talk about Hulk Hogan, which I haven't talked about, which is honestly, I'm gonna tell you now that Hulk Hogan conversation is really going to turn into like just a wrestling nostalgic kind of uh, piece. Um, I'm going to talk sh- about Sean King. I'm going to talk about um, how to make it in America. I'm going to talk about Nicki Minaj. I'm going to talk about Robert De Niro. And I'm going to touch on a couple quick topics like I always do at the end. The first topic I'm going to talk about is Jared Fogle. Woo! I'm so, on one hand, I'm very happy that this clown is going down. On one hand. On one hand, I'm very happy that he is, that, that he, that what he was found and and initially investigated in being involved in has been proven and verified and now he's going to go down for that shit. Do I think it has been treated the same or equally as some subjects that we don't have as much verified proof on? There's a lot more claims as as far as I know but we have way less verified proof on and if you don't know what I'm alluding to or what I'm speaking about I'm talking about Bill Cosby there's no there's no definite proof we just have a lot of stories and I'm not saying that this does a lot of stories don't add up to it being true I mean in a lot of cases if it walked like a duck talked like a duck you know, I'm quack like a duck is like a duck but I'm I, we don't have as much proof but with Jared Fogle we have verified proof 
And if you don't know, my government name is Jared. So I'm really happy on one hand that this fucker is going to 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 fry for this shit because oh no, he's not gonna fry. He's just gonna go sit up for a little bit and then be a registered sex offender. Uh and he lost his little endorsement with Subway. But um when Jared first came out, that was the only way people got my name. Okay, so you spell my name is spelled J A R E D, right? So like it's a lot of people that will hear me say Jared or however I say it or however people hear it, and then I'll, I'll get J A R R E T T. I'll get J A R O D, which I I thought was Gerard. God damn it! Um, I'll get all these double R's and and all this weird fuck shit, but. When I when that subway dude first came out, it was always okay. Yeah, my name is Jared, and like like the subway guy. And it's just like, on one hand, the fact that him getting arrested is good because I think there's not a lot of Jareds, and I guess well this this one, I guess in no way it's good, in no way, because now he's just back on people's minds. So now people are gonna be right back to saying Jared like the subway guy. And then to all Jared's out there, now we've got a, a freaking pedophile on our record. Cause we know we we know we judge people on their names by other people we know with those names. That's why I can't name my daughter Candace <laughs> or Sydney or any other of these like half freak stripper names yeah you gotta name something unique and and it can't be unique <laughs> don't 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 name your daughter unique trust me <laughs> take my word for it but on behalf of all jareds everywhere it's like we rejoice and at the same time we cringe Cause now we're associated with a pedophile. It's just like nobody will ever name their their son or daughter. Well, I guess we'll still get uh, Casey from Casey Anthony, right? Or like, who's the dude that was eating people? Um, shit. Anyway, Osama. You know, you can't name your kid Osama anymore because of Osama bin Laden. And just like in the next generation, there'll probably be a bunch of Kanye's and there'll be a bunch of Sean's, S-E-A-N. And eventually somebody is going to name their kid Kendrick if they haven't already. One name they're not going to name him is Meek. But just because Meek is just a stupid name. I don't that that name doesn't make sense anyway. Meek Mills. What does let's look up the abs, the absolute uh, definition of meek because they say the meek shall inherit the earth, but that's not like. Okay, let's see what meekness is. Meekness is a possible attribute of human nature or behavior. It has been defined several ways: righteous, humble, teachable. And patient under suffering, long suffering, willing to follow gospel teachings and attributes of true discipline. Hmm. Uh, I guess I still don't see nobody naming their kid Meek. Just even even if it's not after Meek Mills, I just don't see him naming their kids after Meek. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Prove me wrong. At any rate, let's get into So, yeah, Jared Fogle, um, Burning Hell. Well, yeah, Burning Hell. Yeah. But see, that brings up a weird topic because, like, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Um, very awesome show. If you've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, start watching it. I wanted to say kill yourself, but you should just start watching the show. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm is written by Larry David, who is the creator or, or the co-creator of Seinfeld. He's got an episode where he actually befriends a um, a sex offender. We don't necessarily know how he offended sex, but he's a sex offender. And um, that goes to that actually leads into a bunch of topics, actually. So, yeah. So depending on how because I know I know a lot. I know a couple guys who have had like sex offender beefs on like some bullshit like they peed at a public park. Or if you nowadays, if you like if you're like a flasher, you have a really good chance of like going to jail and having to register as a sex offender. Because flashers, like if there are kids around, they'll give you the charge on that. Just like if you pee in a public park where kids might just happen to be playing, like you could be, it could be at night. It doesn't have to be while kids are actually there. If you take a piss in a public park, they can, if the, if they want to, they can like charge you on some bullshit and you'll have to register as a sex offender. But Larry David invited this, the sex offender was cool. He, he wanted to help him with his golf game, and he did. He was a big fan of the show, Seinfeld. He was Jewish, so he invited him over for the Seder. He was a pedophile, but I'm, uh, he wasn't a pedophile. He was a sex offender. And it's not even, I don't know if they knew what he did, but what he did matters. There's a sex, I mean, there's a kid that I went to high school with who's probably gonna have to register as a sex offender when he gets out am i not supposed to i i don't know him to be a horrible guy i mean he was a little weird in high school but i don't know him to be a bad guy he was cool when i met up with him people i trust and hold dear to me had relationships with him i don't know him as a bad person but he did in some way fuck up that by law has him to classify himself in a certain way it goes into rehabilitation and what we expect from the justice system and, and the quote unquote prison system, which we know private prison is basically a modern day form of slavery. So like when we send people to jail or when we cast down these sentences or these punishments for certain um, atrocities, what do we expect our discipline to do? Is it is it punishment or is it discipline? Because they claim it's rehabilitation and we know that that's not necessarily the main focus in these prison systems. That's why many of them have take, taken away rights like um, getting your GED or um, attaining a college degree, being able to continue some type of education while you are locked down behind those bars supposedly paying retribution for some sort of uh for whatever crime you've committed being in some way changed and affected by the punishment thus causing some kind of rehabilitation 
but that that's not the main focus of the prison system. That's not what that's not what the we don't have a quote unquote justice system. That's not what it's for. What we do is we find ways to put people into the system. A system that's not policed and and the way it should be a, a system that is oftentimes more of a detriment to the people that are placed in it. So that that brings us to the topic of Uber. Uber, if you don't know, if you're not hip, Uber is an app. Probably one of the most, one of the fastest growing, uh, most profitable in the shortest amount of time apps, businesses that has come about in the last 10 years, I'd say. Uber is a ride service, uh, a, a car service. I was a, um, I was an employee of Uber and someone in my family currently is a, um, an employee of Uber. And it is a app that allows you to get a ride or summon or, or schedule rides from a person in their personal car. Example, there is an app. You pull it up, you push it, and you see what cars are close to your location. You confirm the ride. One of the cars picks up the picks up the call and agrees to meet you at a certain destination that you choose or that comes up because of your GPS. You have the option to put in your address or you can tell them when the ride arrives. When the ride arrives... Or when, when the person arrives, you get in and they take you to where you want and it's automatically deducted from your uh, checking account or your PayPal account, whatever you set up with the uh, in the app. And you're done and you don't have to. There's no really cash that needs to be handled. You could get in and not talk to your driver if you like to. It's fucking rude, but you could get in and do that. And um, it's I mean, it works out for everybody. You get a ride from n- most likely because I don't want to be stereotypical about this, but it's true. A lot of cab drivers don't have good conversation or don't speak English in most senses or in most cases, whereas an Uber driver, I've never had an Uber driver that I couldn't talk to. That wasn't cool. I've actually met uh, my boy Kellen. Uh, I met him through Uber. He's actually who put me on to it when I started driving. Great guy. We knew a bunch of the same people. He went to Kenwood. I went to Jones. Soar Eagle Soar And um Yeah I mean I made I made decent money with Uber Now the issue that comes up with Uber And how it relates to the rehabilitation And the justice system Is that Uber apparently has just been uh, Has just come under some fire Because apparently They have a lot of drivers who have felonies Drivers who were convicted of murder Drivers who Um have less than stellar criminal records. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because I was, I was startled when I realized how easy it was for me to start picking up random strangers in my car and getting paid for it. I was startled. 
as a person, as a man, as a black man, and that 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 sounded like I was correcting myself each time, but I'm actually going I'm actually going deeper and deeper on a chart. So as a man who has the strength and the the ability to rape and kill, I as a black man who has the strength and and all of that above as a man, but also has a shadow casted upon him of um, unexpected actions, of mystery, of possible violence, of possible shadiness, of being some kind of um, con man in all senses. On all of those levels, I found it very, and then, and then all of that, right? All of those, those two levels, man, black man. And then as a black man who has been working since he was 15, so I've, I've grown up in a system and I've experienced various situations where me being black and young has worked for me. Me being black and young has worked against me. Um, it has brought many um, stereotypical and expected um, thoughts and ignorant and, and ignorances. I, I like that word ignorances. It's, it's common occurrence of ignorance. Um, has experienced all of that on various different levels, both professionally, um, personally, educationally, um, and so on. I found it very, very, very shocking how easy it was for me to get clearance and get paid to pick people up and take them where they quote unquote, where they wanted to go. Cause I'll tell you, there were many instances where, GPS was in and out and there's some passed out person. A lot of times a white girl in my back seat. And if I was pulled over or if I was lost or if something happened, I'd be in a very precarious situation. Girl, white girl and her white boyfriend are in the back seat and they're fighting. She's punching him in the face and she's trying to stop him. He's bumping into my seat because he's behind me, even though I asked him to get in on the passenger side because I sit far back because I'm the driver. But whatever. You find yourself in very precarious situations. And Uber is coming under fire for allowing these people to make a buck. Now, our our. Are they, and I don't, I can't speak for them. And I don't know if this has anything to do with their hiring practice or them possibly looking over these things. I know other, I know other businesses that you're not, you're not driving people around in your own car. Okay. You're just talking to people in an open and public place that won't hire you. If you're a convicted murderer, if you're a convicted felon at all at all i i know people who have had misdemeanors that have had to have people come in and vouch for them have have had to have people write letters for them have had to have conversations with the managers of the store to explain what these certain situations are misdemeanors uber is hiring people with felonies 
felonious employees. Now, I'm not necessarily opposed to it because I know good people who have done done shit, who have done dumb shit. I know good people who have done dumb shit. And I'm a second chance kind of guy because I've had second chances. I believe in second chances. I believe in Harvey Dent. I don't know why I said that. I just, I believe. Anyway, the point of the matter is um, if, if you expect, if you, if you, but this is how hypocritical the system is and how hypocritical our government and bureaucracy is. You can, you can set up a rehabilitation system, but you can at the same time penalize um, and support companies that don't believe in that rehabilitation system. Feel me? Cause like if this man, if this man has done some kind of murder and for him to have done a murder in 82 and be out driving for Uber now, so that's 82, 92, 2002, 2012. Shit. So this nigga did 30 years possibly. <laughs> Fuck. So this nigga did like 30 years in prison, let's say. Got out. Got an ID. Got a car that's newer than 2005. Went to Uber. They gave him an iPhone. They gave him a phone uh, a phone holder for the car. They gave him a charger. And he came out and he started driving and making money. Now, did that 30 years in prison, did that prepare him for the workforce? Did that prepare him to be a normal person? Was he in there on some dumb shit? 30 years, uh, 30 years is a lot. Like, he probably really killed somebody. Like, like, cause I was thinking like, maybe if it was only a couple years, like maybe it was like a self-defense beef or like, you know, like a manslaughter. I don't know. That's probably what it was though. I don't know. This nigga only he got thirty years. He's out now, and happy for that man. I hope he's. I mean, I think it's an endearing story. I think it's a good story to a certain extent. I think Uber should be. I don't want to say Uber should be celebrating it or pushing it, but I think they should be. They should take this as a plus. I mean, it's going to suck when they catch that one fade. And Uber has caught a couple fades. Like they've had a couple people, you know. They've had a couple drivers that have raped women. They've had a couple drivers that have like beat people up and stolen their money and robbed them. But on the on the on the majority, they do okay. But I don't know. Good luck to them and that man. And I, I wish safety for all my Uber driving homies out there. Um, I hope y'all don't come up on no crazies. Moving on. I want to talk about Hulk Hogan real quick. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was definitely one of my favorite wrestlers, but he was one of everybody's favorite wrestlers, right? Like you couldn't like wrestling and not F with Hogan because Hogan was, even when he was, I don't really remember when he was new, but he was always like the OG. Like, Hogan didn't fight like all the new booty dudes until they got like super famous. But I used to watch WCW and WWF and you had to because at one point 
they had WCW versus WWF, and then WCW eventually all came over to WWF with Vince McMahon and whatnot. Um, I think that's a. I think that might have been a deal that was brokered by my man from the Greenwich Village. Uh, wow, what they call themselves? The Greenwich Village Boys. The Greenwich Boys. It was Shane, and um, it was Shane McMahon and a couple other ones, but. Um, wrestling was a wrestling was a big part of my childhood. I watched a lot of wrestling down at Gaggy. Well, nah, I, I wa- for a minute I was going down to Gaggy's house like every Monday and we was watching it. And then I was just like, as I got older and it was like not as funny or not as uh, not as cool for us to be watching it. I used to watch it in my own basement. I used to flip back and forth from uh, Monday Night Raw to Monday Nitro. And um, for a minute, like, that marked my bedtime. Like, my bedtime, I mean, it was all, all, number one, I always had a bedtime. Um, For all you parents out there who got kids that don't have bedtimes, good luck trying to put them suckers to sleep when it's school, boy. Because I know when I had school, I was was in the bed and I was out like a light. I remember my first, my bedtime was 8 o'clock. And then I had 8.30. And then it was 9. 9 o'clock was right around, like, 5th or 6th grade, I believe. Fifth grade, maybe. Uh, yeah, because I think I went to sleep. Whenever New York Undercover went off, whenever New York Undercover went off is when I started going to sleep. I, I went to sleep at 9 o'clock because I went to sleep. New York, went to, uh, New York Undercover went off, and then ER came on, and I went to sleep before ER. But I think a couple of my buddies from MPA, like Chris Rodriguez, and it was mainly just Chris Rodriguez, I think. I think he stayed up and watched ER because um, he was all into Eric LaSalle and shit because he was Puerto Rican. But, yeah. Um, so, t- if you don't know why I'm talking about Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was recorded saying some... I mean... Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the shocking response first and then I'll give you, like, the real shit. <laughs> So Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was recorded making some really shocking and really disparaging and surprising comments about African-Americans. And then here's the real one. Hulk Hogan was saying some shit, was caught saying some shit that uh, he ain't want nobody to hear. And some shit that if we all were honest, we know white, we probably all suspected of him of saying anyway. Saying that he didn't want his his daughter to end up marrying some black dude or fucking some black dude. And if she was, she hopes he he hopes that it's like a seven foot nine or seven foot eight basketball playing nigga. What do we expect from Hulk Hogan? I, I, I mean, when I heard it, it was kind of sad because it was coming from him. But other than that, I mean, I really didn't. Uh, I don't think any white guy says or any white guy wants his daughter to be fucking with a, a black dude. Unfortunately, I mean, I don't know about unfortunately. I don't. I've I've never I've never really dated a white girl. I think I've said that on a podcast before. But um, I I don't think any white guy wants his daughter to be 
dating a black dude. I don't think any father from any race wants his daughter to be dating a guy from any other race. Some fathers might care less than others. But I think when fathers visualize their daughters finally succumbing to um, a man or finally committing or uh, I'm sorry, let me clean that up for the ladies. Um, I don't think a father ever imagines his daughter um, joining union with a man that isn't the same color as them unless they've had like unless they've had like clues beforehand. Like, I don't think Danielle's dad is going to be surprised if she marries a black guy because Danielle's, I don't want to say she's in the black guys, but she, she, as far as I know, she seems to be in the black guys. I don't know. Danielle will be on the show at some time, at some point too. You'll, you'll find out more about her then. But yeah, Hulk Hogan. I mean, a lot of people were like disappointed. I mean, I was somewhat disappointed. I wasn't like, I wasn't surprised though. Like I said, like, I don't, I, I think white people use the N word a lot when we're not around. I mean, let's not even talk about how common it is to like, for them to say it at, at, in like music. I mean, hip hop is the most popular, has to be, if hip hop is the most popular music form of music genre on earth right now, right? Rap. Rap isn't rap. Let me let me right. Let me pull back and preface that. Rap is the most popular genre right now, I believe. I mean, what is pop music? Maybe pop music, but the biggest star in pop music right now is Taylor Swift, and she's had rappers on her last two or three songs. So I don't know. Hulk Hogan. Damn, G. What are you going to do when the Hulkster one rides on you? Oh, my Hunkamaniacs. Hunkamaniacs. <laughs> That's what they should be called. But white people don't really get offended by Hunky. Do they? I don't know. Next topic. I'm wasted. Yeah, um... So... A lot of people were talking about the Sean King situation. Um, Sean King is one of the leaders of the Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matters movements. And there were some claims that were released about him. And I'm not going to I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this is just some evil motherfuckers doing some evil shit, you know. This is how the devil acts and this is how the devil works. Feel me? They want to they want to distract you. And they want to put things out here on your leaders and on people who are really affecting and impacting the community. They want to give you a reason to disbelieve them and dog them. And that's really something that, you know, uh, unfortunately, black people are down on or black black people are really, really good at. We will pile on a motherfucker. With no remorse. And in some ways that's good And in some ways that's bad We piled on Obama And got him elected We pile on You know We pile on a negative image And we get What we deserve in a lot of cases Which is the The interpretation by others That we are less than It's because we act less than 
and this is in no way discouraging or taking points away from Black Lives Matter because I'm a strong believer in Black Lives Matter. So I'm not trying to make that comparison like we don't care about ourselves and that's why other people mistreat us and don't care about us. No, those, those are two different options. Those are two different topics. I'm talking about us respecting and having pride in ourselves separate from what anyone else does or says to us because they're going to do and say that type of shit regardless. Woo! Don't hurt him, Rojo. But, um... It was Breddit and, um, no, no, it's Breibart. Breibart and a couple other, couple other, uh, incredible, uh, not incredible as in like awesome, like the Incredibles, but un- I guess uncredible, not credible sources made some claims of, um, him not being biracial and being white. And, you know, made him kind of awesome Obama shit. You know, they was demanding that he bring forth, you know, um, birth certificates. And he had tickets where he was worked as a white man and blah, 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 blah. Um, questions that they don't necessarily ask you when you get pulled over. They just kind of assume on on site. But number one, I know too many people from Morehouse to not know personally if this nigga is black. Okay, number one, like I had three or four posts from people who have sat at this nigga's dinner table, shake up with this nigga at home, come in like he's he's a known man amongst uh, Morehouse men. Shout out to those burgundy wearing guys. Aren't those what Morehouse colors are? Is burgundy and some? Is it Morehouse burgundy? Morehouse colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. This is how we roll. maroon and white, right? So I thought. So yeah. Um. But if you look at him. He looks like a black guy. He looks like, you know, he looks like a a Sean Bibby, Jason Kidd type, Casper type, super pale type, you know. You know, see the blue veins, face turn red when they get angry type, light skinned dude. You know, shout out to E. He not that light skinned, but you know, Sean King is, and he got like the Caesar cut. You know, you can't, you know, you can't cut white hair like that. He's obviously biracial, obviously biracial. Uh, these are different pictures. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. That's him. Wait a second. Who's this dude I've been seeing on Facebook? Maybe I'm spelling his name wrong. Maybe I'm spelling his name wrong. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
I might have just talked myself into a hole. Sean King in the this is another one. Scheitze. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he looks like a black dude. He got the Caesar. He got the little the little lime mustache and the little soul patch. Come on, man. Come on, man. These is like the same people that said Serena Williams looks manly. And Caitlyn Jenner looks beautiful. Sean Kane looks white. Kill yourselves. Ridonculous. But yeah, man, this is just one of them. This is just an attempt to derail the movement. Feel me? They're trying to pull attention from what's really real. Feel me, family? You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to give us our just due. They're trying to bring this black man down, family. You know what I'm saying? We need to lift this black man up. You know what I'm saying? We need to do that for this black man. But yeah, that's they just trying to throw they just trying to throw shit throw shit in the fire to like take our attention. But we know what's up. Shouts out, shouts out to Sean King. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Sean King ain't black. I know five niggas that look like Sean King. Five hard niggas that look just like Sean King. They boogie down when it's time too, fam. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in a foxhole with him anytime. You know what I'm saying? He could join my B-Boy crew in a minute. Just started back watching How to Make It in America. Easily one of the most underrated shows to ever be canceled on HBO. I might, after this TED Talk, I might start watching it all over again. Booyah. How to Make It in America, if you don't know, is a uh, TV show on HBO produced by the same guys that did Entourage, i.e. Um, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Takes place in New York, whereas Entourage takes place in L.A. This takes place in New York. It follows Cam and Brian. Is that his name? I think so. Um follows two two partners as they go forth in trying to create a fashion line um one of them works at barney's one of them is uh doesn't work works for his uncle quote unquote in some senses find the show check it out but they canceled it after two seasons saying that they didn't get enough people that liked it um and watched it consistently and i was really bummed about that shit because if you're if you're grinding if you're an artist, if you're a person, if you're an entrepreneur, that show, it shows you the grind. It gives you an idea of what it's really like to do and to fail and to have fuck ups in the midst of your triumphs. That's what I enjoyed about that show. Really, really like that show. How to Make It in America. It's on HBO On Demand. If you've got that Super Xfinity pack. I don't have the Super. Well, I do have the Super Xfinity pack. But that's because she's, you know, 
she's not working right now. Or no, she that's it's because she's working right now. She's she works with Comcast. But um so I like this awesome cable package. So I'm rewatching all of that. Um but how to make it in America was an awesome show. Um Kid Cuddy is in it. And Kid Cuddy is cool. I I'm not like a huge fan, like I know a lot of people are. Um Probably because I've told I've been told by a couple of people that like I remind them of Kid Cudi or they they we remind them of each other. I'd rather say, um, I mean I like him. I, I he's he's not a rapper. I don't think he does, he doesn't really rap. He's he more like he like sing raps more than anything, and kind of hums to the beat. I, I guess I can see how people I see how he has an appeal and how he has a following. He definitely has a cult following. There's definitely like a pocket of people that like ride or die with him. Um, but his acting in the show is like hit or miss sometimes. Like it's good towards the end, but then like the show ends obviously and like they don't bring it back. But I mean, he was in an entourage movie too and he wasn't stellar in there. And like Jeremy Piven was like slobbing on his knob about it, about how like awesome he was and how transcending actor he was. And I'm like, kill yourself. You're on coke right now. Cause you know, you know, he does coke. He does a lot of coke, Jeremy Piven, when he's trying to do Ari Gold. I don't know why I sound like Hannibal Burris right now, but I do. <laughs> um, yeah, Kid Cudi, average actor. Anyway, um, let's keep it moving. So. Nicki Minaj has a wax figure at the Madame Tucson, or however you pronounce that. She's got a wax figure at the Wax Museum, a big one, a big popular wax museum. The figure has her on her hands and knees in doggy style with an ill arch in her back. Ew, tell them about the arch in her back, bro. Ill arching her back, looking like she got those two dimples at the top. You know, the two dimples in the lower back. Oh, she got the dimples in the lower back, bro. But um, she's up there, and there's a picture of this dude behind her looking like he's giving her the old schlabongi. And people were like, you know, they're disrespecting the picture, and how could they do that? How could she let them make a wax figure out of her in that image? Keep it real. What are you supposed to do? If you're posing yourself like a sex act, people are going to come and simulate sex with you. You can't fold them at fault for that. They need to hold. She needs to be upset with herself and the image she continues to forcibly put forth. If she's not going to ride or die with it. And it could have just been. It, maybe she's cool with it. It could have just been the post that I was reading. That was making it seem like. You know. What was she doing? How could she. What. 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 Would you let him walk out with chicken legs? Or like. Making it seem like a theft. Disrespect of the art. And the atmosphere. And it's like. No. That's not it. You're putting yourself up here like a prop for a very obvious trick or very obvious ploy and play. 
what do people don't come to just look at it? You're, you're, you're putting something up there that is triggering something very sexual. And I know feminists and, and I don't use this phrase. This isn't my phrase because we love the Jews. We love the Jews, but the feminazis come out here and are going to say, you know, well, just because she puts herself up there doesn't mean that she has the right to be objectified by men. She has the right to show her body as an art form and whatever. And yeah, that's all well and good. But. But at some point you have to acknowledge the physiology of the of the male body. And it only has so many limits they can go to before I choke shit out of you. You thought I was gonna say some sexy shit, but I'm not. I'm. I didn't say that. I went the other way. Bottom line, just Nicki Minaj, man. She really, um, she really does like dumb shit and then tries to defend it in a very like grandiose manner or in a very like, um, deserving, over deserving, and like, um, annoying. Like she, she makes it seem like, you know, it should be expected that this bullshit she puts out should be treated like art. And it's like, no, Anaconda did not, should not have won a VMA award for choreography. I don't give a fuck if you are black and twerking is a black thing. It was presented better in another sense over here. Whereas you just look like a hoe. Shaking your ass in a jungle outfit, which is very hard for me to say because I don't want to disrespect any woman, any black woman that's attempting to that's attempting to uh, make some kind of room or make some kind of statement through her through her ancestry or her roots, however shallow it might have been. But I mean, she played herself on her own. It's not you. You don't get celebrated for that. That's bullshit. Um, famous birthday just passed. Famous for me. I mean, y'all might not care, but I'm gonna talk about it because it's my podcast. Um, Robert De Niro, or he birthday? Yeah, birthday. He just had a birthday. Rob De Niro, easily one of America's greatest actors, had a birthday last week. How old did Robert De Niro turn? I'm all over there. Robert De Niro. Seventy-two. God damn. That's not that old. It's kind of old. It's kind of old, but I was just, I was, I wanted to shout him out. Number one, cause he likes black women. So that's big. And then number two, um, I realized that I have not seen more of his movies than I've actually seen. So we're going to go down a list of Robert De Niro movies. I seen taxi driver. I seen Godfather. I seen Goodfellas. I seen casino. I seen heat. I own the Deer Hunter, but I haven't looked at the whole thing. I've seen Silver Lot and Playbook. Oh, let's say the ones I haven't said. Let's do some ones I haven't seen so that people on the other end could be like, What? You've never seen Raging Bull? I can't believe 
suck it. Okay? Suck it. So, Robert De Niro movies I have yet to see. Raging Bull. Um, Experience never gets... The Intern. Cape Fear. I own The Deer Hunter, but I have not seen The Deer Hunter. The Family. Mean Streets. Meet the Fockers. Meet the Parents. Analyze this. Once Upon a Time in America. The King's... The King of Comedy. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I have seen The Untouchables. I have seen Ronin. Ronin. I have not seen Limitless. Not seen Midnight Run. Not seen Little Fockers. I have not seen The Mission. I have not seen The Good Shepherd. I have seen Jackie Brown and Righteous Kill. And that's it. I'm not going to keep going listening off his fucking movies. There's a bunch of these bitches. Jesus. I seen 12 Monkeys. He's not in 12 Monkeys. That is Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis was just in this other bag. Or in this other box. Anyway. Happy birthday to Rob De Niro. One of my favorite actors. Really like him in Heat and Ronan. And Frankenstein. Kills it. Curb your enthusiasm. Bigging up this show again because I've just been watching it. Fellas, it's not always that you have a little dick. Sometimes women have huge vaginas. (laughs) Shortest rap battle ever. Most Def versus Lupe. Most Def came out popping all that shit by how he'll battle whoever. And then Lupe came up. Lupe tweet. Verse most of. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, here you go. What do you say? Oh, okay. So, most dev went on this rant by him, uh, me, Black Thought, King Lowe's versus anybody, everybody, anybody won battle, and then Lupe tweeted him. He didn't even release nothing. He just tweeted him. If most won a battle, he can get a whiff of the wrath. And I'm behind all these bars. Don't need to tap Miller for some genuine drafts. Damn. Next thing the hip hop community knows, most death coming out. Yo, I didn't mean that. I wasn't really saying that. I wasn't talking about that. I don't want no beef. My Umi said be cool. My Umi said be cool. I gotta be cool for my Umi and my baby. So I wasn't really playing. It's all love. Lupe know that. Get out of here. He bodied you in a tweet. 140 characters he bodied you your garb I don't want to go for I was going into like some funk flesh shit your garbage oh, that sounds like that sounds like funk master flunk your garbage 
You'll never work in this town again. You're fired. You're fired. Lupe, see, the thing about Lupe is, would anybody be able to understand his, like, overly sophisticated punchlines? It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Lupe is a tough one. He's a tough one. Episode 17, The Rojo Show. Pretty sure it's the first episode I've done uh, close to, I don't want to say I was close to drunk. I did almost fall asleep a couple times. But that's not, it's not because of y'all. It's not because y'all are any less entertaining. It was me. So don't trip. Episode 17, I know I told you it would be posted by Friday, but it's posted on Friday. Listen, my life is hectic. You know what I'm saying? So I got to get you in what I can get you in. But it's all love is love. All right. I'm about to get off of here. I'll talk to you on Monday again. Do you think Monday and Thursday are good days for the podcast? Or should I? Monday and Wednesday is very close together. But Monday and Thursday, I get you at the beginning of the week and then I get you right before the weekend. That's what Bill Burr does. Am I biting? He just does like a wrap up. Is that biting? I don't know. I'm going to consult my, uh, I'm gonna have to consult my crew on if that's biting or not. If it's biting, then I can't do it because I'm not a biter. I'm an originator. But um, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Y'all have a good weekend. And I'll be back on Monday with some more hot shit. For the Rojo Show, and you have a good day.